Well, good morning to all of you. Thought I would start us off this morning by telling you as a young man in high school, growing up in West Texas, I met a guy, an older gentleman, who would forever change my life. This guy's name was David Tate, and he lived across the road in a house. He was one of our neighbors, and at first I was terrified of David Tate as he would have his garage open, and he'd look like just he was mad all the time. And of course, we wanted to avoid that by all costs. And I had to tell you, I, we, we would have a connection that would bring us together as I had an old Chevy pickup truck that always died and I was always working on it to just try to get it to go. And it was one of those that needed a lot of love. And David Tate, he had made his entire garage. He knew Chevy cars and especially Chevy Corvettes very well. And he had a two-car garage that he had made a museum to his entire life of collecting Corvettes. And he had a prized canary yellow 1995 ZR1. And then every two years, he would get the newest model that came out and drive that one. But he, this yellow one was, was his pride and joy. And he would just wipe it with a diaper <laughs> and then like not even drive it. It was that prestigious. And as he saw me struggling with my 305 engine that I had in my Chevy truck, he one day just got up out of his chair and came across the road and said, young man, can I help you? I know a little something about engines. And this led to our relationship, a friendship that would last all the way the rest of my high school into college before my dad moved away. And every now and again, I would go back and see him, but uh, time did what it did. And as he would help me with my engine, you know, we, we struck up conversation, got to know each other a little better. And he said, well, why don't you come over to my house? I want to show you my Corvette museum and my garage. And as a young 17-year-old man, I'd walk in eyes huge to always seeing the rear of those two Corvettes that were there. But when you walk in, there were pictures and memorabilia and video games, all kinds of things that were just memorabilia of collection of Chevy Corvettes. And one day, he did the improbable. As I saw this car that he took care of, just every little detail, this yellow ZR1 Corvette, as we struck up relationship and kept growing that, one day he surprised me. He went to the wall where he had a collection of keys. He grabbed a set of keys and he came over to me and said, you want to take her for a spin? And I was, of course, like, yes! And we would go on the very straight West Texas highways way too fast, uh, but he had granted me access to something that he loved. He was giving me everything that he loved and that he had. He granted me access to it by handing me those keys. And as we would continue to be friends, uh, as my family's life got a little chaotic and sometimes I would eat dinner on my own because everyone going a thousand different ways, he said, that keychain, keep it. It also has my house key on it. Whenever you need a meal, if you want to come sit down, we always make extra. You are always welcome 
in my home. And I was amazed. He was granting me access to everything that he had to give. And from that just changed my life as a young man. I'm reminded of David Tate because of the access that he gave me to everything that he loved. It is no different with the writer of the Hebrews that we hear this morning. A little context for you that over the past several weeks, we have been preaching on the lectionary readings in the Hebrews and the epistle to the Hebrews. And we have walked all the way through from chapter one into chapter 10. And today we'll conclude our time in the Hebrews as we are nearing the end of our liturgical year and Advent is a couple weeks away and we will start the new year of the liturgical calendar within the church. So today brings us to an end of that march through Hebrews. Last week, Joe told us, the scripture reading in Hebrews also told us, Singer-songwriters like Jeremy Camp and then some of the greatest speeches we've heard, as in Dr. King, allude to this. What we heard in the message last week, that there will be a day when there's no more tears, no more pain, and no more sorrow. There will be a day. As we are promised access As I bring up David Tate and Access, the writer of the Hebrews reminds us, has reminded us over our entire journey, walking through the the epistle to the Hebrews, that the great high priest, Jesus Christ, because of his sacrifice, his once and for all offering, and his death on the cross, and then his resurrection, and has ascended and sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding with us, praying for us on a daily basis. Because of the cross of Christ, we have access to God. Every day, as we have never experienced it before. If you were one of the original people hearing this letter to the Hebrews, they had had to go through ceremonies in different times of year where they could have just a little taste, a little access to God. But through the cross of Christ, we have been granted full access, as we heard in the message last week. That brings us to what verses 11 through 25 today that we have in chapter 10. As we hear, because of that access to God granted through the cross of Christ, because of that, we have some let us statements. There's, I don't think the verses are printed in there, but verse 19 is a key turning point in the Hebrew text because it says, therefore, because of the sacrifice of Christ and the access we have to God because of it, because of that, let us do these three things. In our closing lines today, after verse 19, there are three let us statements which say, as we wait in the between time for God to come again in glory, as we live in that and we live into the hope that, yes, there will one day be a world with no more brokenness and no more sorrow, we live in the day-to-day in hope of that. But the let us statements, because of the access we have to God, give us some instruction because of all of this. 
we will look at those three statements, and I'm entitling it the three C's, just so we can try to lock it to memory a little bit better. The first C we hear about in the let us statements is confidence. The second C is confess and confession. And the third C is community. So let's look at what, because of the access we have to God, we have confidence. I don't know if you have ever seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, but I thought it serves as a great illustration as we consider confidence and approaching the throne of God with confidence. That movie, Saving Private Ryan, is about uh, just that, a, a young private with the last name of Ryan who has five or six brothers who have all been killed in combat between World War I and World War II. And this becomes aware uh, across the office of some people in Washington, and they decide, well, maybe we can do something for this mother of the Ryan family who only has one son Left. She has suffered so much grief that maybe we can send this captain and his little band of brothers to save Private Ryan and to send him home so that the mother can at least have one more of her children. The closing scene of this movie is what is really just ingrained into my head, where Private Ryan is now old as the mission succeeded, but the majority of the men, the captain, as well as that little band of brothers, all gave their life, the majority of them, so that Private Ryan could go home. And you see on Memorial Day, at the closing of the movie, Private Ryan is there now as an old man, and he is sitting at the tombstone of the captain that saved him. And he is crying and he looks up at his wife on Memorial Day and says, have I earned this? Have I earned the sacrifice that this captain and these men all gave their lives so that I could come home and have a long life? And his wife looks at him and says, yes, you have. But him coming and saying, have I earned this life? Have I lived my life well? We go back to that first C of the let us statements, confidence. We probably just, maybe not on the depth levels, but just like Private Ryan, we have probably found ourselves, probably on multiple occasions, saying, have I earned this? Am I living my life as well as I can live it? To the Am I making impact? You've probably wrestled with that in your own head. Well, because of what Christ has done and the access we have, we can come full well with confidence, as the text tells us, with a clean heart and with a clear conscience. We can come knowing that in our sinful nature, because of Christ's death and resurrection, that is wiped clean. And we can enter the sanctuary with confidence that we are new creations the old has gone and the new has come. That brings us to the second C, which is confession. In just a moment, we will both confess the Nicene Creed that is the gospel message wrapped up in an old ancient statement. 
And we will also, in the sacrament of confession and absolution, we will confess the gospel message over ourselves, where we will say, yes, I realize that I am a sinner, but I realize that the sacrifice of the high priest Jesus has covered that sin and that now I am a new creation. And we aren't meant, as the writer of the Hebrews reminds us, we are not meant just to do that as we gather on Sunday mornings, but we are to walk in that confession daily. Every moment that we have realizing the grace of God in our lives through his cross and resurrection, the second C. And that finally brings us to the third C, which is community. You've probably, if not, it's printed on the back of your bulletin, our mission statement as a church, as Church of Our Savior, is to live, meet people where they are on their journey, to, live into a, to help them live into a personal and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Talk about gospel community. That is the very center. Because of the access God gave us through Jesus Christ and how that spills into our lives. Community, being here, showing up on Sunday mornings is just the beginning. But how you plug into the reality of the gospel and live it out in your lives on a day-to-day basis. And look at how we're doing. Tomorrow we will gather in the morning and celebrate the life of a dear friend, Jimmy Shine. And in that loss and grief that a lot of us experience because of what the access we have to God through Jesus, there is also the great hope as we remember Jimmy's life and and the promise of the resurrection in loss and death. And look at everything else going on, that we're, where we have been and what we are getting ready for. A couple new Bible groups or small group Bible studies that have happened in the last few weeks, thanks to, thanks to the work of Lola Washington. We also have the youth group, the children's ministry, all of our missions, partnerships that we do in the church, Altar Guild, Acolytes, and everything partnered with that we have outside of the walls of the church. And there's numerous other things I'm not mentioning because the point is not all of those things that we do, but that they come from God. Access to God through our relationship with Jesus Christ. That is gospel community. That is the three C's. And I find it just in closing, very interesting, the language that we close today's reading with, that the author to the Hebrews used. Not, he doesn't use the typical Christianese of love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness. We hear provocation, propel each other, stir each other up, rile each other up to love and good deeds. And he's using this type of language. When you hear that that stir each other up or cause trouble almost, you probably think, well, what's the author getting at? He is coming with pure heart saying, remember the main point. Don't fall back into your old ways that lead to death. Remember this high priest 
his sacrifice of blood, the one final made for all of us. And as he intercedes for all of us, as he will come in glory again, remember that. As you are tempted on some Sunday mornings to sip your coffee and stay home, remember you have the opportunity to gather in the name to be thankful for the access granted to us to God and to be with one another, to propel one another, to stir each other up to acts of love and to good deeds. That's everything that is said today. Because of the access we have to God, let us do these three C's with some very elegant in moving language that gets our attention. All praise be to the God who made this access possible and for us to have the way forward. Amen.